Let's get hyped. <laughs> what? How was that? <laughs> was that all right? If you're not prepared for the Nebraska-Colorado game based on that, I don't know what. Man, uh, I'm ready, to, what I'm ready for need. Ralphie to run. You are listening to the Nebraska, excuse me, the Husker 24-7 Hypecast. I'm Mike Schaefer. That was Brian Christofferson. That was my first take. Yeah, you did really well Jeez, with it. Man. I wasn't prepared. Say, yeah. I didn't know where it was going to go or how it was going to be, and it was better than I could have possibly expected. I'm like Christian Bale. I've kind of did some method acting leading up <laughs> for like a week in case I was ever asked to do this. We saw you walking around in the driveway before you came in, and then we're wondering what you're doing, but now it makes sense. Really, you're, you're firing yourself up. Really he's doing character. the Matthew McConaughey thing where yeah. he's hitting himself in the chest. Uh-huh. and. It was it was impressive. I didn't realize he had that in him. Michael Brunt's also on this podcast. Yeah, I don't want to leave him off as well. I know he occasionally just chooses not to speak, but uh, that's why we'll never do the let's get hype thing. Just be dead air. We'll never know when the podcast starts. All right, Nebraska plays Colorado this weekend at Colorado. They haven't been out there since 2009 when the Huskers clinched the Big Ten West title on one of Brunt's favorite gambling days of his life man we were high-fiving so hard in the because of the, the sports book that day yeah it was <laughs> it was like the ultimate backdoor cover and that day will remain memorable to me because of tiger woods <laughs> uh more oh, so than anything that happened in that nebraska game but nebraska will be out there they're one to know colorado's one to know bc let's start with you let's start on the offensive side of the ball is Nebraska going to get this shit fixed or what? Whoa. Hey, can you say that? <laughs> can you say that on the Hypecast? Because it's yeah. the Hypecast, you can. Just back yes, it into the that. paint. Jeez. I mean, uh, we're not just going to pansy around with you're, it. You're going like Jason Peter 95, <laughs> hype the team up. Yeah, you got to crash a <laughs> light bulb against your head. If your kids were in the car, I apologize. But they're going to hear that language someday. They might as well hear it's it. It's a Colorado us. game. They're going to they're gonna get it yeah. a lot. Yeah, they're going to hear it. Well, like I'm uh, over here talking about, you know. Getting your piss hot. Can the offense fix it? Yes, they can. Uh, I think they will. I think they'll be a lot better. I think, uh, you know, the biggest pro- challenge to me for, for Cam Jurgens or whoever's snapping the ball is, I think it's such a mental thing now. You got to, you know, you got to, like, <laughs> why are you laughing? I was just imagining that Rube Baker from Major League Two. <laughs> Like having trouble getting the ball back to the pitcher. <laughs> you have Cam Jurgens talking about the 2018 September just, playmate. Just give, give him. So a are you picturing snap. him like rolling it back, kind no, of? No, just give him a playboy and let him <laughs> let him get focused <laughs> elsewhere. We've really gone off color with yeah, this. I don't geez. think Cam from Beatrice. Like yeah. fixing <laughs> motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I think Ryan, you were saying. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think. Uh, the snaps have to be better, and Adrian's got to be better. We, I think there's too much data on the table uh, from Adrian Martinez last year for me to believe like we're full-fledged in a sophomore slump mode, and that's going to be what the story is of this year. I, I think he'll come out of it. I think the big thing they talked about this week is they're hoping less is more. Because they had all that time for the South Alabama game, they threw a lot into the playbook, and like, we could do this and that. And I think uh, the the computer blew up in some guy's brains, or that's what they think. Now, that sounds good. That's what you hope is the case. Uh, but, you know, you got to actually block some people. And this is a good team to go against, actually, because Colorado's defense, not great. Gave up 505 yards in their opener. So it's kind of two sides of the ball trying to get well 
against each other in a way. So is Cam Jurgens going to be the starting center on Saturday? Is that the idea? That's what uh, Greg Austin seems to say. They're, they're rolling with uh, rolling with Cam. Is he going to be on a pitch count again? He didn't say that. He didn't say that explicitly, but you got the impression that they're going to roll with Jurgens. Reading between the lines. Yes. Uh, he he didn't. Part of it's health based. Uh, I don't think that they're going to limit him as much now that he's got a game. But I mean, I I feel like you you probably have a little bit tighter leash with the snaps this time around. Um, you know, if you've got five or six bad snaps on the road, that I mean, that that can change the complexion of a game pretty quick. The the snaps were a legitimate issue, and it Mario Verduzco went out of his way to say that they weren't going to make mistakes excuses for what happened on Saturday. Adrian Martinez didn't play well. He felt like he didn't prepare Adrian well enough, um, that there was a lot of things going on. But when you get into it, those snaps, I mean, the rhythm of this offense is such that it has to be crisp. And when it's not crisp, you're not going to be able to freeze defenders if you're trying to run uh, a run-pass option pass play. You're not going to be able to set up your blocking correctly on a zone read if your quarterback's having to go into the air, then land, then set his feet. To, to get everything going on a play. So those snaps are really important. Um, I almost wonder if it won't help a little bit that he's with Cam that he's gotten this game out of the way. It was his first home game as a Husker. He's a kid that grew up you know, going to Nebraska games and from Beatrice and nearby. Now you're in a different stadium and maybe a little bit less pressure to perform uh, because the firsts are out of the way. Like That's all done. Now it's... Yeah, it's a road trip, but and there's you're going to be in a friendly environment. Nebraska fans are going to take over that stadium. Uh, I don't know if they'll have the majority, but they're going to have. I would, I feel, conservatively, they'll have about thirty percent of that stadium, uh, and so it, it's a pretty good spot for him to be in for his second game to try to get right. Am I crazy with that? No, I mean I, I think when Greg Austin was talking about, um, you know that. They were really trying hard to make sure that Jurgens and uh, Trent Hickson were both dialed in for that game. They were really trying to calm them down. It was the first start for both of those guys. I think having that game does help them. Um, I'm, I'm expecting offensively that Nebraska will be better. Um, like Brian said, I mean, you have a, a, you know the last six games of last season, the way they played, we've got ample – um, examples of, of Nebraska playing well offensively. Well, I know it's I know they're just practices, but too many people have rolled through there this off season and said, "Man, they look pretty good." Like right. you know, you had the BTN guys completely flip flipping their opinion on Nebraska off of their offensive execution and practice and stuff, and the quarterback and how he's you know top tier guy. Um, a lot of people are wrong if Nebraska's offense is just average or, or worse than that. And we would be all included in that. So, um, but you know, if, if you can't fix, if you can't get it solutions in the middle of your own line, you can have all these nifty little pieces and it doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, it's going to be a big deal that Maurice Washington's playing the whole game. He's the most dynamic player on Nebraska's roster. I think Wandale Robinson already, um, I felt like, you know, after he dropped the first kickoff, after that, he did have the one penalty, which he hurt himself on, where he would have had about a 30-yard yeah, Did you hear Brunts refer to him as Jordan Stevenson in the press box? 
I did not. Bite your tongue. I did not. <laughs> so he was. Uh, I might have did. It could have been the way. I, I think it actually was you that did it, right? What? You go. No. He says something like, that's kind of like Jordan Stevenson, huh? I would never. I made the twos up gesture, but I. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't for Tupac. Uh, well, yeah, I think it was. Anyways, you were talking yeah, about sorry. Wandale. No, but I thought for a first game, he looked. Uh, he looked pretty comfortable out there, and uh, so I expect him to touch the ball 10, 12 times in this game. He touched it, how many, five or six, seven? He had four rushes. Three catches? Three yeah, for, three for so he had seven, and they didn't even snap the ball hardly in the second half. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's not too far to say he's going to get the ball a dozen times. Okay, so that, that actually leads into something I wanted to do here quickly before we move over to the defense. Who do you expect to see more of? Or more from, and you can't say Adrian Martinez here in this game against Colorado. They, you didn't see as much. I'll go in quick. South I, I think uh, Conavai Noah. He, I mean, he played a lot, but I think we're going to see him show up statistically now. And I think he is the type of guy you need to have a nice game here. Who he's he's played there, I believe. Um, you know, he's familiar with the Pac-12, and he's been in big games before. And he, he did play in the Cheez-Its Bowl. You are correct. If you've been in the Cheez-Its Bowl, that Cheez-Its Bowl in particular. Everything else seems You've been through the pretty che- hollow. Been through the cheesy grinder. Uh, I'll go with uh, Dedrick Mills. I think uh, he he has a bounce back game after. I mean, he missed some holes and missed some cutbacks, but I, I think the offensive line and the the tempo being a little bit better will help him more. I actually think with Dedrick Mills, something that's very valuable is he only had one play in his fifteen carries that went for negative yards. He did a nice job of getting forward despite the fact he was often met right at the line of scrimmage because of some of the issues with the blocking. I'm actually going to go with Nebraska's tight end group in general. They had a really nice play uh, to Jack Stoll early in that game against South Alabama, and then the tight ends disappeared a little bit. I think Nebraska needs to get a little bit more from those guys, and I think that there are going to be some opportunities against what I expect to be a pretty aggressive Colorado defense. So I think the tight ends – will show up a little bit more. Moving Brunts to the defensive side of the ball. LaVisca Chenault, Steven Montez, how's Nebraska going to stop it? Uh, well, we're, we're going to find out more about the secondary this week. Um, I think that Nebraska has to be able to get pressure uh, up front. Um, they did a good job of that last year against Steven Montez, but you can't let him sit back there with time and, and make those defensive backs really – uh, cover for, for long periods of time. So I, I think as much as the secondary has to be good, I think that Nebraska has to be able to get consistent pressure, and you need that, that front uh, to, to really kind of collapse the pocket and, and get after Montez to make that look look good. Yeah, I think uh, big game for Boodle. Um, you know, he had a – in his own way, he had a nice day Saturday because he wasn't tested much. Um, and – so it's easy to be like, oh, what did he do? And that's always almost the ultimate compliment to a cornerback is when he doesn't have to be involved because they just don't even want to go after him. Um, they are going to go after him this game because they believe in their receivers and they are the strength of their team and they're not going to be scared of anybody because they beat Nebraska's secondary last year. Travis Fisher flat out said that. And so I think Boodle has probably marked this game down since last year knowing the type of guy he is. He got – he safety helped and help him on the play, but he was the guy covering on the long ball against Chenault that scored the winner. He was also on the other long ball that set up another score. Uh, so this will be a huge game for him. 
and uh, maybe maybe this is where the magic happens, and he gets that first pick that has like. Uh, oh, are you are you hinting towards a bold prediction? No, I don't know. I got to think about All it. All right, well, keep calm. We're not on that segment yet. I think Nebraska absolutely has to take away the running game of Colorado. Whatever running game presents itself, they did a really nice job of that last year. Bottled them up, but they gave up. In obvious pass situations, they gave up some long third-down conversions against this Colorado team. They can't afford to do that on the road on Saturday. So they've got to get off the field on third down. They did that well against South Alabama for the most part. You had the one penalty, I think, on Deontay Williams. There's a couple other conversions, but for the most part, when Nebraska got to third down, they won that matchup against South Alabama. They have to do that again against Colorado, get the punting team on, get the field goal unit out there, just get off the field and get your offense the ball back. And uh, hopefully they are better. All right. Now we have reached the bold prediction segment. I don't know if anybody came through with anything. It was rough. Um, I certainly didn't have any sacks from Alex Davis on my stat sheet. Brunts, I don't remember what yours was. You've been the best at this. My Well, I, I predicted a J.D. Spielman pass for a touchdown. Uh, and that did not happen. Okay. Well, that obviously did I had Stilley causing a fumble and Colin Miller falling on it. That also didn't happen. Didn't happen. Now, a cause fumble did happen twice, hmm. but you didn't have the right people involved. Yeah, didn't count. Wandale, I had you, you didn't predict the, the safety blitz for a touchdown. No, that would have been good. I did. I actually also predicted a Deontay Williams interception uh, brought back into the red zone. Wah, I just had the wrong wah, player. Wah. I had the player that came in for Deontay Williams, so it would have been Deontay Williams had he not gotten hurt. Does not count. Transfer, transitive <laughs> transitive property. property doesn't apply. Doesn't work here. Okay. All right, who wants to go first? Who's got a bold prediction? BC motioning at Brunts. Brunts is chosen. Uh, I will say that... He doesn't have one. Maurice okay. Washington goes for a a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown in this oh, game. Oh, the combo game mm-hmm. for Maurice Washington. Yes. Is that bold? It doesn't feel bold. Ah, considering that he didn't have a touchdown yesterday, or yesterday he didn't have a touchdown on Saturday, okay. and... I don't know if he did that at all last season in a single game. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, that's what, that's what I'm going with. I accept it as bold. Brian might argue, but I'm good with it. I'm going to go real I'll, – I'll go with the Boodle thing, but I'm going to go bolder. I'm going to say he gets a pick, and I'm going to specify that it's in the end zone, like thwarting a drive. Like it's one of those, you know – Like a red zone stop? Yeah, like a big pick. It's at least going to be in the red zone. Okay. I will go with the boldest prediction yet. Nebraska scores a special teams touchdown on Saturday, this time from kick return. And just for no reason whatsoever, that kick return will either be the opening kick of the first half or the opening kick of the second half, whichever one they get. I could see that happening, actually. Uh, DeWitt felt like they were very close to breaking one on Saturday. He saw some adjustments that needed to be made, and they feel very happy about where their kick return game could be. Wandale's going to bring the uh, excitement back to that. All right, so those are your bold predictions. We have now moved into your pick-to-click this weekend. Hmm. Brian, go. Brian picks Bruns. Okay. Bruns picks Brian. I was going to say kind of I know, but I've already kind of used that. Up. So I'm going to say, give me, give me, uh, 
Give me uh, Austin Allen having a big, big day. I think it's going to happen. I think Stoll have it. I think both of them are going to combine for a big day. I think they're going to both combine for about uh, eight or nine catches between the two of them. About eight catches. And it's going to be a wow a big part of the offense. I'll go next. Dedrick Mills leads Nebraska in uh, rushing. I'll give you a pick-to-click and a bold prediction. Uh, I think Adrian Martinez has a bounce-back game. Uh, throws, I picked Adrian Martinez. Throws for over 275, runs for 75. And does the Are You Not Entertained at the end? I, I think we just need to just do this whole podcast <laughs> as just bold predictions and just chart how many get correct. Yeah. Uh, score prediction time. I can go first since I'm the only one that hasn't yet. Uh, I'll go Nebraska 36, Colorado 32. I like the odd score. Yeah. Um, and we, we didn't, and we should bring this up. Odd scores could be in play because of Nebraska's kicking no situation. Bear, no Barrett Pickering expected. Worth thinking. So uh, that means Dylan Jorgensen potentially in a big, big role. Uh, does that mean Nebraska goes for a two-pointer at some point even, I wonder, uh, which would get you your 36? I'll say 34 for Nebraska, 29 for Colorado, although there's that part of me. I, that's like the score you want to say to show, hey, I think, I respect that Colorado could win this game. But part of me thinks Colorado will either win it or I could see Nebraska winning it by, like, 17 where they suddenly – you know, like I sometimes think there's no in-between. It's like it, like they come out yeah. and they have it figured out and it looks good and you roll away. So I w- that wouldn't surprise me if it's one or the other extreme. I would like to point out that for the records of this podcast, I will not be predicting Nebraska to win a game by 17 points or more this season well, until I don't they do it twice. I don't want to do it either, but I feel like it w- – they're the type of team where it either goes, yeah, it's going to go I, really I good. You, or, you know what I mean? I uh, I think this is going to be a coin flip game. I think that Nebraska is going to narrowly win. I actually like your score a little bit. Uh, that was the, that 32. was actually this very strange. <laughs> but I'm I'm going to say 41 to 38, Nebraska. I feel uh, like that's an entertaining. All of us are predicting entertaining games, and I, uh, I, I think it's going to be. Uh, I, I would probably hit the overs in this, uh, in this matchup. The best thing I've heard this week is that you liked his, like you were thinking thirty six, thirty two. I was thinking like you have like a range of like, re, like really random scores, and Damn. that's 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 where I was kind of going to land the plane. I love random scores. Yeah, you you settled on a really boring one then. Forty-one, thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's kind of. I don't think they're going to go for two. I they're going to miss an extra point. I think it's. I don't just, know. Forty-one, thirty-eight can be boring in the context of a seventy-nine point. Well, I mean, I mean, game. just the uh, like the, the, the finish s- number, the standard number. Of, yeah, it's like a football standard. It's better than the thirty-five, twenty-one Nebraska played against South Alabama. That's as weekend. boring as it gets. We just need we need a great game to move our minds past that we even had to witness that. <laughs> <laughs> well. Great game or not, the Husker 24-7 crew will likely be joining you after the game with all of the coverage from Colorado, including a podcast that at some point will have a name. Uh, And Brunts will probably be drinking a Colorado IPA, and we'll let you know what that is when it happens.